evening. <laughs> that was actually, you know, my break. I actually pushed play and not record over there in the second one. Okay, so we did, we did have a break, but hopefully uh, it gave people time to contemplate what we were speaking about. We actually ended in the middle of a topic. Of course, the, the general topic we're talking about is Amuna. Um, and we spoke last time about belief in the world to come. And just a very quick review, what we discussed last time, was, you know, obviously for the people in general listening to this, share people here, all we all believe in the world to come. But there's a difference of belief in the world to come and how we live. Because if what's really important to us is our soul, and that's what we talked about last time, that, that we are, according to the Raman, the essence of what we are in the world to come is our neshama, then we'll... If we really believe in that, we're going to make decisions based on that. And, you know, it's funny. One of the things I discussed before I left is, you know, people make decisions about their, their trips and their vacations. And they're all concerned about the prices of the vacation. How much? Today somebody called me up, a friend of mine. I'm going to give you an example of world to come. A chaver of mine's coming uh, in the end of August from Lakewood. He's not coming to see me. He's coming to see Yahoo, something like that. But he's making his flights and everything. He's here for Shabbos. With Menonimus, and he's like trying to figure out how to get his flight. So he wasn't concerned. He was concerned. He's not a wealthy person. He is kind of hard, big mishpacha. He's not poor, but he has eight kids that, that can make anyone poor. Uh, That's like. I know more than that even, right? Uh, but it can make anyone poor, almost anyone poor, um, but rich in other ways. Um, but, so tickets are expensive, and, but, it, but, it, but it was important enough to him to, to make his flight, even if it costs more money, because I'm in. And he's calling weeks in advance to figure that out. He's, I mean, most of us, we think of a vacation, we think of the food and... The costs, you know, if it'd be close to shop, but, but the minion. How could I miss minion? Happens to be it's Rosh Chaylish that day. How could I miss Rosh Chaylish minion? That, that's a different chajman. You know, if a, a person who thinks about their soul questions what, where they'll do best, because our neshama is our olam haba, our world to come, we make decisions with that in mind. So it's, it's, just not, it's not just a belief in the world to come. If you, like, if you really believe in a world to come, uh, the, the, the value system you give to things is different. I remember, if, remember if we discussed last time we had Law 101, right, a little bit of Law 101, and that one of the things I mentioned is the Coast Theorem, that when, you, when you're learning tort law, one of the, the things you do is how do you evaluate? Actually, the Talmud, by the way, it's not our discussion tonight. It's amazing. I, I always just thought to myself, and I said it to a few people, with law today, whether it's contracts or torts or uh, land use or property, like all the first, it's the Talmud discusses it all plus, 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 plus. Like you go to these Ivy League schools, they think they're so advanced. I'm like to myself, you just begin. You know, like everything, so one of the things, of course, you have to, if you're going to figure out damages, in tort, you need to evaluate. So what, it, it's, it's the coast theorem is one of the major things. So what, how much something is valuable? 
to you. Right? So I discussed last time to break your arm. How much would you, would you t- money would you take to break your arm? So what I said then, I'll reiterate it now. We're not talking about halakha, but if you leave halakha, everyone, there's a certain amount that you would take. Right? 100,000, a million, a billion dollars. You know, a billion dollars is a lot of money. Some people maybe a billion dollars to break their arm. I'm not, it'll heal. You do it for a billion dollars? I would do it for, if it were me halakha, I would do it for a billion dollars. If my arm would heal? So you know can do it for a billion dollars in my life? So I would tell you that some people would do it for a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars. Really, they would. If, healing. I'm not talking about if you'd be crippled for life. Which means there's a value to everything in life. That's one of the things you learn. So when we talk about we believe in Olam Haba, what's, what, is it worth a ticket? Is it worth $50 on a ticket? Is it worth a cheaper hotel? Is your Pesach, take a, a Pesach hotel that's not as exciting but it's better spiritually? But is it worth it for you? Where are your priorities in it? If, I, if, you're, if you're spending, when you're buying your house, a little bit more money because it's closer to the shoal or the neighborhood is more con- conducive for your spirituality, means what's the value to you? If you're talking about sneeze, something a sale for a, something that's less sneeze, since we're all, all ladies, almost all ladies in this room, right? There's a, a cost a little bit more to get an outfit that sneeze. Or, well, like, where, where is the value? So when, you, when we talk about Olam Haba, you know, talk is a little bit cheap. We're evaluating ourselves. When we really believe in the world to come, do we really, we invest in it? Do we, do we make the efforts in it? Because that's a real belief in the world to come means, is that we, we put our, our money to it. I, I said this, and then I'm going to go right there. You know, there are people, if they believed in the world to come, whether it's men that come to Minyan, <laughs> do you know what that is? Are they, or, or, or whatever, because they can get to, they wake up early, the same person, for money. You would value it more than money. Now, we live in this world, we make, we make the decisions, and it's not always a black and white. I said that before, like to me, incomprehensible to go on a vacation or a Shabbos or anywhere in Miss Minyan. Honestly, incomprehensible to me. It could be for somebody, possibly, arguably, perhaps, <laughs> questionably, uh, that uh, for a man to say, "Listen, I need to go somewhere," and I to the to the you know to the wilderness and get it to get it, you know. And, and it could be that's the case. I really uh, you could make an argument, and I don't. It's not my judgment. It's not judgment. But you need to know that it's a real judgment. I'm not, this is, I wouldn't tell this to a, a weaker crowd. You ladies are, you're, you're hush of a ladies. Everyone here is a prominent lady. You can handle this. You know, I don't know about the people listening, but they're, you know, I don't know everyone who listens. So uh, that's the power of the internet. But, but, but the ones that I know are listening can handle too. Um, at least most of them. Um, but you think about it. Like, what, where, who, where, where are our priorities when we're doing it, why is this important? Not because I'm saying this. It's because Olam Haba is what, we're, what it's all about. Right? It's, that's forever. That, and, and what we do for our socks, I'm going to repeat one thing I said last time, I think it's very important. Like, a kid asked me, like, why can't, I, I, why can't I listen to Gaisha music, Gentile music, to some of these losers who have on the, the top of uh, the charts, you know, Almost all of them are losers on the top of the charts. Um, 
you know, why can't they listen to it? So I said to them, very simple reason. It's you're going to damage your soul. Why would you do that to your neshama? Wait, what, don't you realize that your soul is your eternal possession? <laughs> if you damage that, if you, if you listen to, to lyrics or to people whose whole life is nothing to do with the world to come, everything to do with sensuality and vulgarity, don't you realize it's going to damage your most precious possession? And if a person's thinking about the world to come, then you don't want to damage your soul. You can't imagine doing that. You don't ask me what. Is it really forbidden to listen to Gentile music? You think to yourself, what, what does it do? So, so again, um, you, people who think about the Olam Abba, again, it's levels, it's not all or none, it's what we aspire to. They think, does it make me closer to Olam Abba or farther? That's the decisions we make. And it's personal, right? It is personal. They're obviously mitzvahs are black and white. But the challenge in life are not, should I eat kosher or not eat kosher? At least when you're, when you're, when you're advanced. You know, it's, should I go to this place or not? You know, is this, will I do better or worse? You know, where, 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 where will it put me or not? Now, after saying that, it gives a little chizik. I once, I've had this before. You know, I've had good, really good people. Like, really good people. It's always the best people. But they're a little bit nervous type personalities. Worry they're not going to get the world to come. I, honestly, it's like, the person who does never thinks about it. They think they're going to be welcomed, like with uh, the red carpet's going to come out for them. Like, like they have a waltz in there. And the person who comes and is a good person, like, they're really weren't nervous. So he says, they're vulva. There's also one of us. When the Mishnah says, Kol Every Jew, every single Jew, when you say, that we thank God, when I'm making a Gentile, it's not because we're knocking Gentiles. I don't, Torah does not knock Gentiles. It's that we're really thanking God for making Jews. So I, I, one of the explanations that I get, would say, why would not make us a guy? Because you should know what, that you're a Jew. <laughs> you should know what that means. You know, Sometimes we're so affected by the world around us that we forget that we're different. Right? And that if that's okay for a, a nice American boy or girl, it does not make it okay for a nice Jewish boy or girl. Okay, that's important. Um, every Jew has a, it's a portion of the world to come. Masha Timsa, I you see sometimes in the Talmud, it says that certain individuals, they can lose the portion of the world to come. Kasav HaChacham, Rabbi Ezra, Rabbi Ezra is, not, is the Rebbe of the Ramban. The Ramban, the Nachmanides, was the greatest Sephardic Gadol in the 13th century. The, uh, in Ad Hayom were the greatest Gedalim. So the, the, his, one of his primary teachers, Rabbi Ezra, says, which means that, that you won't have your own house. That means, which means you could be in the world to come with your own house as a, in a growth level. The Desla and others discuss, discuss this. Uh, or, uh, or you can have a portion of the world, a spark in the world to come, be in the world to come, but every Jewish soul has a world to come. You can, the worst people lose their own 
hole in the world to come, so to speak. Of a Mashakasav, that, uh, that the, those who despise God, hate God, the worst people, the worst wretches in the world, the biggest <coughs> spreaders of falsehood and sheker and chazav, you know who those people are? People who spread false Judaisms, people who ripped Jews away from Judaism, murderers, uh, stuff like that. Um, so that, that, that sounds like they, that they lose the world to come. The Sfarim say this is a rishe oivde alilim, the the wicked of idolaters and wicked people of Jews. Um, uh, it sounds like they lose um, um, uh, uh, the rishe Yisrael. Uh, that legamre. But even that, there's still a spark by a Jew at some level. And by Karas, even the worst Jews, Jews today, by the way, there's very few people, couldn't even get close to this. Even a secular Jew today, largely, is a Tinek Shinish, but people don't know better. Um, so even the worst have a spark. And Karas, everyone knows, what, what do you get Karas for? Eating Chametz on Pesach. Right. Eating, eating on Yom Kippur, like serious mm-hmm. stuff like that. So for Karas, Simchaim Belajan, who's a student of the Gros, says, um, it, it's, even there, you, it's, it, you lose nine of the ten levels of connection to God, but the highest level is, is no Karas. That, that can't be cut off. It means that the Jewish soul always has some connection. Certainly a Jew, all of you ladies, anyone coming to this class, should know that you're in good shape. But, but it's what? That's comforting. It is comforting. It is. Um, uh, that, that even the worst people uh, um, could have a portion in the world to come. But it says that minin is uh, those who deny the Torah, moistress, those who would give the Jews to their enemies, to these. And, Apikorsim, uh, those who fight against the rabbis, never fight against the rabbis, but but uh, Shikafra, not this rabbi, this rabbi too, but but any Chazal, Shikafra b'Torah, Shikafra b'Tchias Amesim, those who deny the Torah, deny deny the resurrection of the dead, those who distance themselves from the Jewish people, Mishnasu Chitim be'Eretz Chaim, and they, they they cause the masses to sin like Yerovam. Um, um, he says, even the chaver like Yeruvim and chaverov Gehenim Kala, Gehenim Kala, which is at the end of time after Gehenim is, they'll still have a spark. Even Yeruvim Ben Avat, who caused millions of Jews to sin, has some spark. Even Lachera, if he existed, Yeshu <laughs> will have some spark because he was a Jew. Um, or Peter, or Luke, or those guys. Yeah, they're all Jews. They're all Jews. Yep. Which means at the end of time, they'll have a spark. Now, don't think they're going to get anything. Uh, ay, 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 ay. Um, but, but the point is, even them, which means every Jew. So, what's up to us? What's up to us is to build our Olam Haba. You want to have, you know, uh, people are so concerned about Olam Hazah. People are very concerned. And rightly, if we live in this world, we have to be concerned. But we need to build our olam haba. We need to be concerned about the world to come and the decisions we make, uh, which will, will have ramifications forever. Right? Um, yes. What about the nine out of the ten levels? That's by Karas. 
That by the way, just to clarify, that's karis if you do not do tshuva. So if a Jew would eat chametz on Pesach, oh boy, my goodness, you know what that does? You take yourself out of the Jewish people to eat bread on Pesach. Or eat on Yom Kippur, which means you don't believe in judgment. Jews who know, by the way, Atinik Shinishba is a little bit, so such is questionable. So that Jew who never does tshuva for that, even such a Jew in Shemaim will have some connection to the 10th, which is a part of a Jew that can never be... Do we know what the nine levels are? 10th like level? Yeah, the 10th. Each level is? Is there... The 10th level of souls, karis, spheres, I'm not learning Kabbalah today. No. So it's a good yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but now it just says that you should realize, so our goal, therefore, is we're all going to have the world to come. Uh, God forbid if a Jew is a heretic, they can lose their house. Which means they'll only have a spark of the world to come. If a Jew keeps Torah and mitzvahs, they will have a house in the world to come. Right? Our goal, therefore, is to make sure that we become the people we could and should be. And he starts, therefore, on, again, in the world to come, with a toichacha from the choivas halavos. At the end of the amazing work of choivas of lavavos, duties of the heart, he gives what's called a toichacha. It literally means a rebuke. It's an admonition. And he says the following thing. Nafshi shaytati birchavos tunasecha. My soul, my soul, should tra- traverse, should should op- should go in the way should go in the way of your wisdom. Now my soul, my neshama, who we are, you know, our looks will change. You know? Uh, our, our bodies, our physical bodies, you see, you're in the hospital, you see it all the time. But we are our soul. We're not a body. Okay? Our neshama, which is the, our essence, should go in your way. It should go in the way of your, of, of your wisdom. What, what's, what's, what's correct? Uboy atchun techoinen binyan meshkosecha asher ba'ofer yisrael huguf nimas apagramafas This physical body, which will eventually be, be, will be eaten by worms, it should go, that my soul should lead my body to go in the right direction. It means I should do the right, make the right decisions. Um... Which then discusses how a body is made of uh, uh, the putrid drop of semen. It's made of dirt. It's it's nothing. Which means to say, of course, our body is very precious, and there'll be a resurrection of that. But the essence of who we are is our soul. You know, everything around us in the world is worried about physicality. Every commercial, every every. You know, the, every whether it's the government or schools, actually yeshivas and beisakov are the exception to that rule. But if you go to a public school, they don't care about your soul. In fact, they ban God in America from the public school. Essentially, right? They don't. They, they don't care. You know, if you go to Kihila, you think they talk about your soul over there? But they don't even teach Judaism correctly. They don't talk about your neshama. You don't hear your soul is not sold anywhere. <laughs> it's not so, so your body, which is important, it's gonna or what's gonna be eternal about us is an ashama. So, I, I, you know, I have a wife, by the way, and I'm happy she wears makeup. I'll put that on tape. You know, <laughs> happy she gets n- nice clothes. I'll put that on tape. You know, but but if it's just a, bo- a body, 
no soul. Um, it's, it, 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 we, we're worried about our physical looks. People are very concerned about that, you know, ladies especially. You know, it, it's, it, oh, they should be, we should be concerned it's to look presentable, look attractive, amazing. Uh, I hope my wife continues to do that. Uh, you know, but, but at the end of the day, you know, what's really important to look good is our neshama. Right? We, you know, we're, we're all worried about all of our jobs and careers, and we should be. It's important to pay our bills and jobs. This is real. We live in the real world, and these are important. This is, but what really makes a difference is our soul. <laughs> That's what really makes a difference. That's what the Chavah Salva says. Har b'shar this work, Chovas Lovas, by the way, it's, it's a little bit challenging because it's a medieval work, but it's an amazing. I, mean, I did Shabbat talk on parts of it several years ago. Um, it's an amazing work. Uh, you know, and what he starts off is Shabbat seeing God in nature, seeing God in the world with his tremendous wisdom. Um, uh, and even in the physical body, in the human physiology, whether it's childbirth, whether it's the ability to see. To hear, the fact that you can hear me. I mean, could you imagine you could hear what I'm saying? Do you know what that means? A bunch of tissue is able to hear and process the information to go to your brain. I mean, that's amazing. Amazing. The power to hear. So how is it that the same author of a work who talks about seeing the greatness of God through our physical body, through the ability to see to hear how our hair, how, how pregnancy goes, how childbirth. Have you been in that room ever? Once or twice? A few times. Huh? Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing thing. I've been there a few times. I think it's amazing. Amazing! And he embellishes on it. He talks about it. He elaborates upon it. How could he talk about the same physical body as putrid, as rotten, as weak? What's here? Isn't that a contradiction to the great body which, which he describes to see God in? And the truth is, of course, the physical body is miracle of miracles. God's creation. But you have to understand what it means compared to the oil of Haba. We need to understand what the difference is of a physical body. Of course, it's the, the, the way you get there. That's not the point right now. When, when you're talking about whether you wore makeup that day, whether your shirt matched that day, some ladies, you'd wonder if they're so concerned about their, how they look to when they go to a shul dinner. Or, the, or, or forget the shul dinner, that's very important. You know, a wedding. Ah, a wedding. Ah, the JSN dinner. Okay, JSN dinner. Right, you know. Yeah, right? They're going somewhere. They're so concerned that their hair, their hair should look great, their eyelashes. I mean, they're very important. God forbid someone should see them that they don't match. What about the neshama? Way more important. Eternal, you know, Hashem has blessed some beautiful weddings over the, over the break. Coordinated, right? The wedding, the most important thing about the wedding is not the, the, the band. I could kill these bands. They kill my ears. Crazy, Meshugayim. <laughs> crazy, it's crazy. Um, different, different time. Um, but it's not the band. It's not that the, even the dress looks nice, and that's important, by the way. The dress has to look nice. But what's really important about a wedding? It's like, what's really important? Hey, wouldn't that be silly? Someone was telling me. Actually, I was, actually, I actually heard someone. I was, 
I'll skip to a book I just read because I don't want to get so, so, let someone hear this. <laughs> I, there was a, a Rabbi Pear who was a Rosh Hashim in Farakoi. So I had heard his lectures on Bitocha many years ago. So he just came out of the book. It reminded me, like, he, he, he discussed, you know, a wedding that he went to. They had birds flying out and the kala came down. And of course they get divorced a few months later. But the wedding was, like, coordinated to the, t- like, million, you know, a million dollar wedding. 500,000, 50,000, who cares? But, like, where is the, where, what about the concern about the, the spirituality? You know, if I go to reformed temples, they can blow some places away how beautiful they are. There's no soul. It's not a question. I mean, listen, Halavai, I would take a beautiful synagogue. I think it's, it's a Kiddush Hashem. But it's not the essence of what a shul is. I would sooner daven in any shul that had a good davening than the most aesthetically pleasing place. Give me a good davening. I'm not going to shul for us. Of course it helps to be an aesthetically pleasing place. But what's the essence? Is davening. The essence of life is our soul. It's not, it's not the trappings. And it's not that even the human body is, is of course, miraculous. So we make blessings how amazing the body is. And of course God created with the ultimate wisdom. But the soul, when we talk about the world to come, don't lose, don't lose out. Uh, people give up so much for the physical world. And we don't even appreciate the spiritual world. We're, we're, we are a combination of a physical and spiritual. What's most of our concerns? What are we nervous about, typically? What, are we, what, what goes through our mind? What makes, what makes a wedding, by the way? <laughs> or it takes, a, takes a vacation. What are they thinking about? Where is their, where is their head? And they're, when they're making that, you know, when they're buying a house, when they're building their house, what's their when 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 they're dressing, when they're paying money for something, hey, what are we thinking about when we have a Sunday off, or we have a holiday off? Well, what are we thinking about? What where are we thinking? Olam haba? What's going to get me more olam haba on my Sunday off? There's plenty of ways to relax and get a lot of olam haba. Right, where are we thinking? Where, where, where's our priority in this? Um, and I stressed last time, I just reiterate, you know, obviously, I, I myself, he, me, I was just in the Catskills. I went for multiple reasons. I, I, I actually learned more there probably than I learned here, but I, got, I had less meriting the masses. I specifically did not speak. I only spoke once by the father and son's learning, because I had a car that they gave the popsicles to my kids, <laughs> so I spoke there. Uh, but I, I wasn't, you know, but I did that to take a break. I, I, don't, I didn't want to speak anywhere, you know, so I wanted to, I'm not really interested. Well, it's, it's, it's work, and it's draining, uh, you know, but it's for sure, I think it's a tremendous merit to be able to speak. It's a tremendous, if you can inspire one person, so I, 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 I'm, I'm fully cognizant that we all Need a break. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 I'm, I can happily say I was just guilty of that. Uh, and that was the right thing to do. And uh, I, I obviously had my kids and my wife and other people consideration this trip. But I, I went to a place where I got minion every day, for the record. <laughs> and I learned 20 hours a day. And I, was in a good, and I was in a very good atmosphere getting that break. I think everyone's possible to do that. Um, 
But that was for me. I mean, and for other people, probably 50,000 people there, something like that. So it's certainly Shaykh um, possible. But I will tell you, I, 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 I think and thought about when I did that, is this what Hashem wants? Now, I'm not perfect. I'm far from that. And you may be a lot better than me. But I, I thought, this is what Hashem wants. Right? That really is what we should be doing. You know, that is to live Olam Haba. Olam Haba means when we're making decisions, is this closer or farther? Is it making me better or worse? Is it getting me farther along? You know, when you pick a job, is it a job that allows me to keep... Sh- you know, I had a friend of mine who was at one point ranked... Uh, 30 under 30 in South Florida. Um, did very well. Came from a wealthy family as well. And he had an opportunity to buy a business which would have been open on Shabbos. And there were certain coolers. You could have had a, a sale in a certain way. And he went to the greatest age of the generation of Ireland Leib Steinman, who passed away a few years ago, 104 years old, approximately. And he said, could he do this? And the owner Steinman told him, there are leniencies, but why would you do that? It means you can make money in a better way. Maybe you can make a little bit more money. Every Shabbos you have to have a question. You know, why would you do that? I, I, I don't want to knock Australia or New Zealand, but one of my rebbeim, Shalom Kamenetsky, was asked to be the first, I believe, the first Rosh Kola in Melbourne, Australia. His grandfather, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, was when the Gedele Hador happened to think that Australia was, was not so simple as far as the dateline and told him not to take the job. He said to him, why would you want to be in a question every Shabbos for, the, for 10, 20 years? Right? Now again, there are people who say Australia is not a problem and there are ways to get... But it's a different calculation. Right? It means, why would you want to take a job where it's going to compromise at any level. Now, if you hold Australia is not a problem, then it's not a problem. <laughs> but his grand, he was asking his grandfather, and his grandfather held... I'm sorry, I don't really understand what the problem is. There's a dateline. The question what Saturday and Sunday is in Australia. This yeah, there's a dateline, Well, if it's a question... It, no. Oh, okay. Where is the dateline in Halakha? It's not clear at all. Okay. And it, it's, it's not... We don't have a question. Right. Israel doesn't have a question. Right. But somewhere from the middle of Australia all the way through Hawaii, even to the tip of Alaska, is a question what the dateline is in Halacha, which means Shabbos, Yom Tov, are all Shilas of when it is. Now, there are different opinions about different things. I'm not going there right now. I, it's not, I'm not going to Hawaii. No, I'm happy you asked to clarify. What? All Hawaii is 100% a problem according to some and not a problem to others. What Saturday, what Sunday, Rabbi Felsen went there recently for whatever reason and kept two-day Shabbos. You want to keep two-day Shabbos? Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, actually the first major time it became a question, we're not going to go there right now, is when the Mir Yeshiva and other people were in Japan, in Kobe, Japan, for Yom Kippur. There are people who fasted two days. Because um, it's, the, it's the other side of the day. Back to back. You know, the next year they're in Shanghai, and then they, Shanghai is not a question. Um, 
But again, there were different opinions, and most people did not fast two days, and they followed one opinion. But my, my point is not to get into that halakha question. All I'm saying is follows. When we're making decisions, you and I, you know, you don't have to come here tonight, but you did come here tonight. And when you're thinking about life, you know, and you want to live a little bit hecher. What's is hecher? What's hecher? It's not Farsi. Come on. A little higher. A little higher. You want to live a little bit higher. You want to, each at our own level, what brings you a person closer to the ultimate goal? You know, and stretch a little bit. Don't, you know, this is, again, like I said in the beginning of this type of share, we have to know our level. We have to be honest with ourselves. It could be somebody needs to go to Hawaii and follow whatever opinion. Don't ask me the question then, please. Uh, ask somebody else. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you know, because I'm not going to tell you. Don't ask whoever Rabbi Felsen asked. I don't know what he's going to do. You know, but there were people would say, I'm sure you could do it, uh, 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 because there are opinions that hold that. Um, but it's not that. It's it's that whatever we should be thinking, the level we're on about Olam Haba, and you know, I'm positive that we all believe in it. I'm positive that. That you ladies for sure believe it. Otherwise, Monday nights you can be doing a lot of things here, a lot of things you can be doing. But but you want to be successful. Think about it. You know when you're making these decisions. Um, you know when I think about marriage, woo, that's for sure. I, I you know anyone coming to me, where will that put you in this world? You know where are you headed? Just she's very pretty or very he's very he has a good job. Okay, he's a good job. Where's his neshama? Forget how you live in this world. By the way, people are, or Olam Haba people as a whole have given me this. That's the things you need to look at. But like, where are you going to end up? By the way, you, you're going to capitalistically you share the world to come. It's like pretty serious stuff. You know, uh, uh, you, you, you want to go somewhere for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? Pesach? You, you, you're deciding what you're doing, uh, you know, on, on, uh, well, think about it. You have a job. I can't tell you, again, how many people I deal with in the secular world who come to me when their kids go to University of, you know, Idaho, where there's five Jews out of 5,000 people. And then they say, well, my daughter's dating a Gentile. I said, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> What are you thinking is going to happen over there? Do you think they're going to find, you know, five out of five thousand daughter doesn't keep kosher Shabbos? What do you think is going to happen? What are the chances? Not that way, you know. If, so if you put, if you want to, so you're not so. I, I've told many people they're not so observant. Send your kid to University of Washington. It's forty percent Jews. Find a place that has a hill. You know, it's 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 thirty percent of the campus is Jewish. Right again, without Torah, there's no you know. But but the rate you know, make it. You know, what do you think is going to happen? So that's somebody who's not observant. So it takes someone observant. You put him in a place in a work atmosphere. You know, I would I would shudder to be in certain work atmospheres, and I I I would shudder. I would literally, I'm I'm out. Trust me, I'm in political offices. I'm in business people's. I'm out there, but I would. Never, ever want to be part of the music business. I would never want to be part of Hollywood, uh, for many reasons. Uh, you know, maybe if you give me a chassidish, maybe uh, fill in the roof, that right staff. You know, maybe. 
you know, I don't know who's, I, 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 you know, but my point is, on a serious, I don't want to, that whole world makes me nervous. And you find a Jew could go and make a decision in, in, in a business which is crafty or, or illicit, or to put yourself in a, in a job which, you know, people are, 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 are very loosey-goosey, even if you're thinking on the, on the straight and narrow, like, think about your olam haba. Think about your world to come. Where's your, what's your essence? Guy came to me today, much said to me, wants to convert. There's a chance, actually, this person. Um, no guarantees. But actually, this, this is for the first time in a while this one has a chance, like a, a legitimate chance. I hope you guys listen to this. Uh, you know, he told me he's been going to a, a place to, to pray. It's the highlight of his week. He has a good job. The highlight of his week. I wonder how many people, if I'd asked the show, they're coming to Shul and Shabbos as the highlight of the week. Besides the Joshua, right? You know what? Let's leave Amachad. There are people who go to Shul for Kiddush. Cool JFK. Huh? They call JFK. Yeah, yeah. Just for Kiddush. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> First time you heard that? <laughs> um, so, but that's that, thank you for that. Actually, that's a, that's perfect. There are Orthodox Jews who go for the Kiddush or the Kiddush club, and that's why they go to Shul. Now, is it better they come to Shul at all? Of course it is. But if you want, to, are they Olam Haba Jews? Is of course they're going to Olam Haba. But is that is that what's your essence? What's your ikker? You know, when you're making a wedding, when you when you when you're going on vacation, when you're picking a job. I always say when I went to law school, people would call me up. I knew, I've said this before, I knew how they would do, but it's the question they would ask me. If they would ask me only about the courses that they would take and this and that, then and that's all they were worried about, then they were in trouble. They started asking, where could they learn? Where could they daven? Where's the best place to live if you're going, living in Philadelphia? Then you, then you talk, then, you know, of course, you know, Daniel Slate, I'm sure his wife listens to this, Daniel, once in two weeks, he's in, he's in a, PhD JD program, okay. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's he started his PhD two years ago. He's starting his JD pro part this coming year. Starting his law part this year. See, he wants to meet with me. He had five questions. He had one or two about law, but the first three are all about. And he's been at Stanford for two years already. About spiritually, mm-hmm. and now you can see how he does. And Shaw, he's a very serious guy who learns a lot, right? But his he's asking, when he's thinking about law school, like, spiritually, like, how he should be, that's a person, when you're thinking about law, you know, so before I went to law school, I had plenty of questions of school, but you, I, you, I didn't, I didn't apply to, to universities where there weren't a serious Jewish community, I wouldn't go to such a place, you know, and even if I went to such a place, what kind of atmosphere is it, right, you gotta think about, that's the, that's how you think about all of the you know, and, and again, go back on a low level, we'd all agree you'd be crazy to send the Jewish kid to University of Idaho with five kids. It's a death sentence. It's partially a death sentence. So, on a religious level, if you go to a place where there's no Torah, nothing. So, for us, we think about Olam Abba, and a day, 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 and that, honestly, you know, when I think about the way women get dressed because it's a ladies' chair. For these weddings and movie, for movies, um, 
for the, the dinners, and this, even for shul. There are women more concerned with the dressing for shul than shul itself. Isn't that pathetic? I hate to say it. Pathetic. And I mean, they're good people. And they're fine people. But pathetic. That's what you're worried about? You're more worried about how you dress the shul than shul? What's where ikr? What's, what, there are people more concerned about the meal on Shabbos and the zmiris and the Torah and the benching. No, no I'm into my Shabbos meal. Don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 would, I would not eat at somebody's house who eat milk on Shabbos. We'll start there. Number two is, if they don't have a chant, I'm not going. I don't go anyways, but you know. But like I, I, I'm saying, I have a certain. Uh, we all do. Like, we all, but, but what's really important? And what's really important is the benching, the smiras, the Torah, the midas at the meal, of course. Please, thank you, the helping, whatever it may be. That that's you know, where, where's our priorities? You know, where's our priority? Where's where, where, where's our where's our essence? Where's our essence? People are worried about the Seder and Pesach night. I mean, how Seder looks. Imagine a beautiful table. Looks stunning, great food, and you have no, no Haggadah. I mean, that happens, by the way. Um, the more only we're aware of physicality, takes away our belief in Olam Haba, which means it puts it secondary. It pushes away. We're so worried about Olam Hazah, we forget about Olam Haba. Olam Hanashamas, the world of the souls, which is after this world, is a spiritual world. Racha Nefesh Tavo Sham. You know what comes to the spiritual world when a person dies? The spiritual world. You know, the spiritual world. That's, you're not going to have, you know, a physical body. Anyone who passes away right now, told there's no physical body. And after resurrection day, according to certain opinions, like the Rambam, eternally we're a soul. Not according to the Kabbalists and others. Um, but right now we're, we're souls. So that's what's really important. Now, our body and our physical world will get us there. That's, we can't take that for granted. But what's our, what's our, what's our essence? You know, what, what's our really important to us? You know, you, you know uh, my wife told me yesterday, she, didn't she, you know, she was there. <coughs> These kids are were whole, six, that were the oldest in our home, so they look, they like, the little kids are destroying the house. No one but me to clean up, so it doesn't happen too well. So, you know, or wife, you know, the house is a little messy. Like, what? It's important the house be clean. It's good for sanity, and it's not. But is that the main thing in life, or is it? Is it better to scream at the kids? Is it better to to not daven that day? Is it? You know, what's more important? It's important the house to be clean. It's important, but if I had to pick, assuming there's no guests, okay, that changes. That's a game changer over there. Mm-hmm. Right, but I had to pick. Hmm, you know, it's, it's not the th- there are things that are more important. Things that are certainly more important. Um, the Rak Nefesh Tavosh of Amabet Shalachovas Levos. What the Chovas is really telling us because your putrid body made of dirt and from semen and disgusting and gets sick. That beautiful body that the Chovas Levos spends chapters about talking how great it is. Uh, God's work is to tell us that what, when you're comparing 
where is it? Where, where, where do you really, where, where, where are you putting your, your, all of your concerns into, all of your effort into? To think about that, because when you compare it to the world to come, and you think about eternity, the body is nothing. The body should inspire us. The body should be a, a tool. But the essence is the world to come. The essence is the world to come. The aesthetics of it all are nice, but it's not the essence. There's so much here to talk about. And so Holter, we can always pick up next week with the world, with the world to come. You know, I, this is pretty deep stuff. Like anything else in life, I, you know, I, just to hear this once, you should review this. You know, I, any little bit, any little drop that we improve is a huge, is a huge thing. You know, the Yitzhahara makes us feel like, oh, I can't do this. It's not for me. But really, you know, any bit, any decision that we make has a tremendous ripple effect. And the more people who come to this kind of class or listen to this online, really we're looking to be better people. And so the revolve is helping us point out that one of the most important ways is to not just... He's talking about belief in the Olam Haba, right? That's what we're talking about, Olam Amuna. <laughs> but to really believe in Olam Haba means that it affects the decisions we make. That we should think, on a personal level, does this make me closer or farther away from the spiritual person I could? It should be. Okay, well, hold on. Thank you. I also would let you know there's going to be a lot of food. I don't know exactly what, but the budget is very good. So I would suggest that